Well, hello, everyone. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits American and British comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Uh, we are coming to you from Los Angeles. It's around May 2nd, 3rd, something like that. Mm. I feel like Faye Dunaway just stopped yelling <laughs> five minutes ago. Who was she, the last person she yelled at, would you imagine? Um, oh, God. The valet man, I imagine. She oh, scratched him. Oh, God, yeah. Before, like, crawling <laughs> through the window into the car. <laughs> Maybe Jack in the Box. Oh, boy. Uh, you're listening to International Waters. country that, at least according to Sting, likes its toast done on one side. Don't know what that means. From the Regular Features podcast, it's John Blythe. Welcome back, John. I don't know what that means either. Uh, yeah, hello. What the fuck is... I know what that means. What it happened mean? to me this morning. You heat the toaster oven. It's probably different for British people. You heat the toaster oven. It's probably like the toaster oven. You heat the toaster oven. If you heat it up to make chicken nuggets and it's the oven and you put your toast in, it only gets toasted on the top. The bottom isn't being toasted. Okay. Or something like that. Well, very, I know what being toasted on sad. one side means, but why do British people oh, like it? Oh, is it is it a drinking reference? I don't know. John, help us. Oh, I've just been handed a note that said it's the song <laughs> "Englishman in New York." So, oh, um, I see. Yeah. So, but is yeah, there a I, reference to toast? No, I guess. Yeah, there must know. be a sting. Must have gone we on would, about that a bit. We would make toast on the grill, do. which is not the kind of grill that Americans have. I think it's what Americans would call a broiler. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So it's just on top. Okay. It's a bummer. No, I, I'm, I'm so guys, lost in this already. Listen, we're all on the same page about what toasting a thing on one side means. Why do British people like it? I mean, they had like the toast sandwich was a thing in, in the so. Britain. Yeah. I, guess, I don't know. Toast culture. Anyway, John, how are you? Stop asking me to just justify stereotypes that don't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's lovely to be back. Um, yeah. yeah. I've missed this room. Yeah, and we've missed having you. Now, you also go by Log. Should I call you John or Log? Uh, call me Log. It's honestly what my friends call me, and I do count you amongst that small number. Uh, <laughs> is that like a Robert Plant uh, reference? No, it's just a fat child getting a nickname from a cruel child reference. Um, <laughs> learn to live with it. Now it's a badge of pride, and I love it. <laughs> but you've, you know what? You've repurposed it. You've reappropriated it, and I like that. Uh, also playing for Team UK from the Regular Features podcast, it's Steve Hogarty. Steve, hi. Hello. Welcome. Very, thank you for having me. I'm really, really enjoying being here. Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. That's wonderful. Okay, listen, listen. I, I take that shit seriously. Now, you're Irish, correct? I am Irish. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, so, but you live in London. So I live in London. UK. So I've, I'm representing the UK. I've lived here for a long time. I've met a lot uh -huh. of British people now, and some uh -huh. of them are decent, upstanding people. So I'm, I'm, I'm very prepared to, uh, to represent them in. International Waters quizzes. In battle Steve, tonight. Steve, I love it. I love it and I welcome you. <laughs> Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation. Well, I, I love the phrase bum biscuits <laughs> purely for how it translates to ass cookies in America. <laughs> uh-huh. So bum biscuits? No, I think I think that's quite a long one. If we could, we've, but we have just had a recent kind of re traumatic climatological event in England called Storm Doris. So I, th I think... Doris? Doris, yeah. She blew some trees out of the street, but, but, but it later came to light that those trees have been starved of water by being tarmacked around the base, so they were dead anyway. 
It wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't that great a storm, but we, we affected us badly. So I just say such shout Doris. 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 We'll go with Doris. Doris. Doris it is. Doris it is. Now playing for the <laughs> no nation that died. is living every day like that episode of The Twilight Zone where a toddler is given ultimate power to destroy us all, from her latest album Feel What You Feel and from generally being fucking Lisa Loeb. It's Lisa Loeb. Lisa Hello. Loeb. Hi. I'm here. We, we just had a we just had a storm in Los Angeles. Yes, I think did. they called it Lucifer. Yeah, we did. <laughs> they yeah. actually did blow a tree over in my front yard. Really? Uh, yes, but it did not hit my house. It did not hit my children or my cars yeah. or my fake deer. Great. I so, also yeah. had a tree blown over in my front yard into the street, and I had to like drag it oh uh, like a caveman into the sidewalk so no one would drive yeah. over it. Jesus. I had to figure out who you call. Yeah. I, who do you call? Three one one. Yeah, you okay. call three one one. We we couldn't because ours wasn't in the street. It just almost hit our house. Jesus. Yeah. But, and this yeah. is literally from like a from five hours of rain. It was a lot of rain though. <laughs> it well, was I wasn't a lot of rain. there. I was actually out of town. I got a oh. call from the neighbors. We have really lovely neighbors. They oh, said, Hey, nice. are you at home? I said, No, I'm in Canada. Yeah. I said, Oh, well your tree fell over. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We tried to go out to dinner that night and every place was flooded. Yeah. Every single place had like a leak in the kitchen or whatever. Everything yeah. was closed. Yeah. It doesn't rain in Southern California, and when it does, everything fucking falls apart. Uh, yeah. That other voice you heard from uh, Team US is from the Mindy Projects. His name, the Mindy Projects. You know. Jesus. Is that a new show? <laughs> That'd be a good place to live, to be honest with you. It's Chris Schleicher. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. It's great to meet you in full life. Yeah, I, I feel We know like, each other from the internet. Yeah, Twitter's a more, like, accurate representation of who I am than, like, mm. me in the flesh. Yeah. So, really, you're getting less of the experience of me right now. Mm. Leave the room. To be honest with you, I kind of, uh, I appreciate it mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think I like Schleicher, Schleicher, how do you say it? Schleicher, rhymes with Schleicher. Schleicher. I like Schleicher light. Uh, Team US, what's your buzz in word? Oh, we were thinking about this a lot. I mean, we didn't want to go with, like, shocked Cause... Yeah, I was thinking about shocked because, of course, I was thinking about politics and, and, and we're just shocked here in the United States. We can't sure. believe it. And then I was like, well, let's get powerful yeah, and like, how think about, about... Like, resist. Resist is good. Yeah. Because it's, I think we feel, at least in Los Angeles, which might be breaking off and forming another country, sure. we feel out here in Los Angeles that we, it's making us stronger. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. I will. I'll fully buy that. Resist mm-hmm. versus yeah. Doris. <laughs> Who's going to win? Let's get into it. <laughs> Now we're going to start the show with a pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? You get two points for correct answers, one point for answers that are wrong but make me laugh. Uh, buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one, affirmative action news. At the recent U.S. CPAC, Conservative Political Action Conference, a popular smartphone app used extremely specific geolocation data to send a targeted message to conservative conference attendees. What was that app? Uh, resist. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's Grinder. You believe right it was Grinder. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, the ad was paid for the human rights campaign in America and it featured photographs of enticingly half nude men and it read attention CPAC attendees you can't be with us in the hotel room and against us in the CPAC ballroom. I know that as a Grinder user not as a CPAC attendee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. A proud Grinder user. I appreciate you that. You know, no shame. Stand up. Resist. Resist. <laughs> Resist the fucking heteronormative idea of what uh, what life should be. Yeah. Get yourself on your fucking grinder. God bless you. But I mean, I get it. When you're away from home, you're, you know, the, the wife and kids are back at home. Steve Bannon stained khakis and burst red Rorschach test face has you just fucking rock hard. You got to get off. Oh, so you God. get on your grinder. It's just horrible. Yeah. It really is. It really <laughs> sorry. is. It's really I, I'm, dis- sorry. I'm sorry. It's to really put depressing. S- sorry to put Steve Bannon's face in your head. It's all right. Uh, yeah. According to Grinder, last year's Republican National Convention saw a 120% spike on its normal levels of usage. So you can be a dick in the sheets and a dick in the streets. Uh, okay. Oh, 
you can like dick in the sheets, but be dick in the... Never mind. Never mind. We're moving forward. We're moving forward. <laughs> Question number two. From the mouths of babes news. The Oscars are but a painful memory now. Mm. But Brits were recently enchanted by a viral video of cute children attempting to describe the movies nominated for Best Picture. Here's a clip. And they broke up, but then they loved each other. There's lots and lots of singing. And now they're kissing again. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Cute, but disgusting. Then she spilled coffee on her. I think they were getting a wall for finger dancing. Okay, spilled coffee, singing, dancing. What film are these fucking adorable children describing? Is this? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> It's mo- no, La La Land. It's La La Land. Oh. It's La La Land. It's not a joke. Yeah. It was a viral video that was made by media company Talk Talk TV. It also features descriptions of Lion, Florence Foster Jenkins, and Moonlight, which I would imagine sounded like, oh, there's a bit on the beach. Uh, there's some semen. Hit the sand. Um, okay. For a bonus point, in honor of the wrong best picture being announced at the Oscars, tell us about a time when you said exactly the wrong thing. Doris. Yeah, UK. There was a time when I was at school, and like you were quite young, so I was like five, five or six years old, and the, obviously the year above us had just taken sex education. And um, the, one of the kids from that class asked me if I had a penis or a vagina. And <laughs> the way he phrased it, like, do you have a penis or a vagina, made me say vagina. And, um, yeah, so um, obviously I was the boy with a vagina for an hour, and um, obviously these days I know that... That's not a problem. Biology and gender don't always match. But, um, yeah, I don't think that would have really protected me at the time, bringing that defence to the table. (laughs) They are so often trick questions at that age, like, have you ever touched a BMW? Uh, (laughs) uh, I've not heard that one. What is a BMW? Well, a a BMW is a black man's willy. Um, And I've fallen afoul of that one on several occasions. Yeah, in both cases, yeah, my answer like is a, yes. Like, weird taunt about like uh, class and wealth. <laughs> I know that's I've never what I was thinking. Touched a BMW? <laughs> Have you even been close enough to touch one? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, they, uh, they won't let me touch it. <laughs> yeah, Team US. Have you ever said the exact wrong thing? I mean, one time uh, my ex-boyfriend waited like in line for hours to get these tickets to like a Lady Gaga Kelly Clarkson like Grammys concert thing. And he texted me, like, I got them. And my response was lower caps, wowie zowie. Oh, wow. And he was furious. And a matter of weeks later, we broke up. Wow. <laughs> I'd say wowie zowie. Yeah, I thought it was, like, cute. He thought it was, like, I did. I waited in for hours and you're not adequately uh, yeah. appreciating my efforts. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. You're better off without him. Mm-hmm. Lisa? I said something um, equally as important <laughs> once. I was at an I was at some kind of event here in Los Angeles, some big event, and there were all these famous little people. And I saw the kid from this great kids summer camp movie. Yeah. And I went up to him and I said, I was one of the Jonas Brothers. And I said, oh, or maybe it was the other brother, the Zac Efron. It was one or the other. And I went up to him and I said, oh, my God, I loved you in that summer camp movie. It's like, it wasn't me. It was the Jonas Brothers. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 it was you. You were so great in it. <laughs> Zach Efron, and he's like, seriously, it was not me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and he spiraled into drug addiction immediately yeah. thereafter. Yeah. Good job. And I, I can't remember which one was in the movie, though, now. Yeah. Uh, Team UK, anything else? Well, Log's memory uh, rejigged something in my own head, which is um, a, a time in, in school when a, a girl came up to me, a girl in my class, and asked me 
if I had uh, tried to ask me if I had pubic hairs. And she must have, like, misheard the phrase when it was told to her because instead she asked me if I had puma cares, like puma, like the big cat that lives in the jungle. Uh, yes. And so she was asking if I had the cares of a puma, which I found to be quite a, a carefree animal. And yeah. me being an anxious child said, no, I don't have puma cares. I've got very real human cares. <laughs> um, and she laughed in my face. And I came oh. across as the idiot in that situation, which I thought was absolutely unfair. I've never been wrong about anything since. I had no God. idea how filthy British children are. <laughs> no. Pumas are really it's crossing lines. Constant <laughs> questions about genitalia. And yeah. pumas. And, and pumas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just had um, I had uh, drinks with like my boss's boss's boss uh, from Hearst, and uh, and she, she was in town, and we like went out and had some drinks and whatever, and it was just before my book came out, and she was like, oh, where you know where are you going on the book tour, and I mentioned all the places, and then I was like St. Louis, and she goes St. Louis, and I was like, yeah, that's my hometown. Watch your tone, and then just like the words weren't out of my mouth before I was like, I am telling a woman who is, like, way, way, way my superior at work at the beginning of a drink session to watch her tone. Yeah. You and, like, my face tone. just went red, and it was all I could think about. And it was all, like, I, like, literally could not relax. All the wine in the world didn't work. I could not fucking relax. I'm did sorry. Kate, if seriously? you're listening, I don't think so, but I did. I, th- I thought I sensed a moment of, like, wait, what, are, what did you just say to my face right now? Uh, but I think we got through it. Kate, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, question number three, new Reichmantic news. Oh, by the way, everybody got points. Because hey, we're moving past our, fa- our, our, our past mistakes. I love points. Uh, the president of the National Policy Institute, Richard Spencer, also known as that Nazi who got punched, uh, recently found himself in hot water for claiming that who was the official band of the alt-right. Doris. Yep. It was Depeche Mode. It was Depeche yes. Mode. It was Depeche Mode. Uh, Told so, him to uh, right off, didn't they? Explain the whole thing for you. Um, okay. Spencer gave uh, a, 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 an interview to Rolling Stone where he said this. They aren't a typical rock band in terms of lyrics and much else. Depeche Mode is a band of existential angst, pain, sadism, horror, darkness, and much more. It's not bubblegum pop <laughs> with front men who sing about love and sugar plum fairies. There is a certain communist aesthetic to a broken frame, as well as titles like music for the masses, but then there's a bit of a fascist element too. It's obviously ambiguous. As with all art, everything is multi-layered, uh, contradictory, and ambivalent. Uh, a, a spokesperson for Depeche Mode said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Good, yes. I was listening to Depeche Mode this morning with my kids on the way to school. Yeah, dropping they were... them in preschool and first grade. Yeah. Listening to Just Can't Get Enough. Oh. Um, which was going to be some cool fucking kids. They, yeah, well, except for they were like, Mommy, change the channel. But yeah. my son, he used to be want to be an American Airlines pilot. He's four and a half. And yeah. he just told me the other day that he changed, and now he wants to be a Daft Punk robot. Yes. <laughs> so I was trying to play him some old synth pop that I love, personally. Yeah. yeah. Goals. Oh, my gosh. Spencer. Also, you know, I grew up in Dallas as well, going to the girls' school that was the sister school of the school he went to, the boys' school. And uh, we listened to a lot of Depeche Mode, but we didn't have to deal with people like him. No. no Everybody's no. horrified there. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. What also, douche. as a sugar plum fairy, I would like to say we deserve music too. Yes, you do. I find that statement very offensive. Yes, you do. <laughs> TBK, your thoughts. What? Don't throw us under the bus like that. How dare you demand our thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, well, fuck it. For a bonus a, point, tell, uh, us some, uh, tell us some more songs the alt-right like to listen to on their not-sci-pods. Uh, for example, All Things Bright, Bard, and Beautiful, or Trump Up the Volume. Well, Doris, uh, in honor oh, of... Wait, Team UK. In honor of Richard Spencer, I'd like to get Hitler Me Baby one more time. Oh, I mean, punch, I like that. Punch that yes. in the face. Points. Uh, resist. Yeah. 
I'm going to go with Bannon Motion, the theme song from St. Milo's Fire. Oh. oh. Two points for that one. Doris, Ianopolis bites the dust. And the oh, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> By the way, what did we do to you to, to force you to give him to us? You like, took what? him. You took him. You took Piers Morgan. We, we didn't send them. You take the worst of us. <laughs> Jesus. And now we you get your Ricky Gervais. We oh, get your... You... Uh, anyway. Anyone else? He really... Uh... Thank you. Uh... Knights in White Satin Hoods. Yes. Ooh. Team UK, any more? Enter Clansman. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's end this round. At the end oh. of round one, the scores are as follows. Oh, my God, it's a tie. Six apiece. <gasps> you guys are neck and neck. We'll be right oh. back with round two after this quick break. My heart. Hey, Laura Swisher. Hey, Dave Holmes. How are you? I am so good. I'm very excited. We're in Pledge Drive. It's Max Fun Drive time. That's correct. It's my favorite time of year. Is it? Yeah, it is. It is. What, what is it? It reminds me of the spirit of giving. Uh, well, Maximum Fun, as you know, is listener supported. Uh, we are fully run by our listeners. They uh, they donate. That is how we operate. That we re- was a poem. We rely on our listeners yeah. to, uh, to to help us out so that we can provide them great content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a community and a community which is a strong and vibrant community have you been to a meetup i have not been to a meetup but i well have, you're new i i am i'm new to i but i've known of max funcon and i uh-huh. know uh, a bunch of my friends have performed at mm-hmm. max funcon and they've been there and every single person who i've ever met who's gone just talks about how amazing the people are which yeah. is it's it's rare. It's rare. It's overwhelmingly positive, which is uh, not a thing you see all that often. And it really it makes me very happy. So during the Max Fun Drive, which happens once a year, uh, we offer uh, really good thank you gifts. Uh, we do some of our best shows of the year. We just celebrate all things Maximum Fun, and we would love for you to donate. Donations support your favorite shows. That's how we know which ones you're listening to and which ones you're passionate about. Uh, you will feel awesome every time you listen to one of your shows. Uh, you will help us reach our goal of 10,000 new or upgrading members. 10,000 new members. That seems like a lot of members. Which well, means... that is a lot of members. We have a lot of members, but That's we could true. always use more. Um, okay, so you could join for the first time if you want to. Uh, you could also, if you are a monthly member right now, you could upgrade your, your membership. And when you do that, you get thank you gifts. Wait, actual gifts. Like actual in gifts. the mail, I will get gifts. You will get gifts. That's amazing. You will get special gifts that are just for you. We'll talk about those a little bit later on. Um, you can join at the uh, the $5 a month level, the $10, 10 20 35 all the way up to 200 bucks a month. In fact, if you want to give more than that, you can. Nobody's going to stop you. Wait a second. I want to do this like an infomercial. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. You, you're <laughs> saying this machine can dry all of my fruit? <laughs> But why would I try and become a member now if Laura, I could become a member any time of year? Laura, I'm so glad you asked. During Max Fun Drive, when you donate, you get gifts. No. At various uh, membership levels, there are gifts. I am looking at the list of this year's, and they're very cool. Look, I'm not a gazillionaire. I don't have $800. I can't throw down $1,000 mm, just because no. I love international waters. I would love to. Yeah, but you could throw down maybe 5 bucks a month, maybe 10 bucks a month, That's maybe nothing. 20 bucks a month. That's that nothing. nothing. When you think about it, when you think about the coffee that you go and get and that's, that is often up to 3 to $5. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you get one of those macchiatos, mm-hmm. it's very expensive. That adds up. Yeah. So just, you know, make a little time in your budget for the, the things that give you joy. And also it just shows that you support the people that you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we rely on you. 
We really do. It's true. I love coming to Maximum Fun because when I do, it is just a hive of like industrious, joyful people. Yeah. It just makes me really happy. Everybody's got their heads down and they're working and they're happy. What's your favorite memory from uh, one of these Max Fun meetups? You know what? I There was one right here at the Maximum Fun Studios. Yeah. Uh, I remember we had treats of various lands. Uh, and there was just like a great live audience doing like a fun sort of telethon type live show. Always fun. I always have a good time when I'm in here. Here's a good question. Were there any hotties? Were there any hotties? Of course. Of course. They're yeah. Smart. And you know they're smart. Yeah. And it's just, and there's a type, there, there's one for whatever your type is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it is truly diverse here. So whatever it is that turns you on, we got like at least three of them. You know what I mean? At least three of the uh, turn-ons. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, whatever, plenty to pick from. Uh, here's the deal. You go to MaximumFun.org, click on Donate. Uh, select the membership level that is right for your modern lifestyle. Uh, you give a credit card number, some other basic information, including which Max Fun shows you listen to. If you're mm-hmm. an International Waters fan, say it loud and say proud. That. Voila, you're a member. Your donation will process automatically every month. You don't have to do anything else unless the card expires or you decide to cancel. So act now. Do it now when you're thinking about it. You're thinking yeah, you about gotta- it now. We're in your head. We know you're thinking about it. So I, get online. Do it now before it cools. Don't do what I do, which is like I leave the room. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Then I leave the room, and then I totally forget about it, yeah. and then I don't. And then it's like it's gone. The moment is gone. Guess what happens? Do it it's right gone. now. Yeah. yeah, you forgot it. Do it right now. MaximumFun.org. Click on Donate. Join did, the fam. Did you click? Did you click on? Did you click Donate right now? You did it! Good for okay. you. Okay, you're driving. Pull over to the side of the road. Yeah. Now, yeah, go, get on your smartphone. You, mm-hmm. Pull out the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Now look up the address. There you go. And do it. Blammo. Boom. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the USA are Lisa Loeb and Chris Schleicher. Playing for the UK, John Blythe and Steve Hogarty. It is now time for a round we are calling Don't Look Back in Cowabunga. It's episode 94. (laughs) So we're going to go back. To 1994, our guest Lisa Loeb uh, released her best-selling single, Stay, uh, which provided the soundtrack for my first major heartbreak. It's all detailed in my book. Should have brought a copy. Um, (laughs) Did anybody else do anything great in 1994? I would not yet be born for uh, six more years. Wow. Show up. off. No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I but you, tr- you. But you probably were a child, right? I was, uh, oh God, eight years old. Okay, get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. Team UK. I was what were you up to in 1994? Seven years old and winning a dance competition that didn't technically exist. I was on holiday <laughs> with my parents in... Uh, yeah. You've done so well that a competition sprouted up around you. That's literally what happened. I was in a hotel bar dancing so furiously that the bar manager came over to me and handed me a certificate saying, Dance champion. And that kept me quiet <laughs> for two hours. Yeah, I'm... wow! You—I mean, there are no points, but you would get them if there were. You, That's you fantastic. Know, do you know what will stop this prick dancing? A certificate. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All of our guests today are of a certain age, let's say. So we're going to have a round about uh, both of our great nations' culture in the 1990s. I'm going to ask you questions in turn, so there is no need to buzz in in this round. Team US. Question number one is for you. In the early 90s. The usually downbeat UK was experiencing an uncharacteristic surge of cheerfulness, thanks mostly to being ripped to the tits on a mind-bending cocktail of disco biscuits, shrooms, billy whiz, and wobbly eggs. I haven't made any of those up, and I don't know what any of them are. Um, This sadly meant that British youth were having it to some of the worst music ever produced, i.e. the novelty rave track. Team US, listen to this chart-topping anthem from 1992. (laughs) 
it is. Okay, I mean, it's can, based on resist. It's based on Sesame Street, of course. Yeah, that's that not was what the question. Is. What is the uh, American institution being sampled there? Sesame oh. Street. Oh, oh, oh yes. Okay. Sesame Street. Yes. The theme yes. to Sesame Street. Okay, the single was called Sesame's Treat by the Smart Ease. It reached number two in the UK charts by sampling the theme tune to the PBS children's show as part of Britain's ironic toy town techno trend in 1992. Uh, oh. other, uh, other such tracks included <laughs> Charlie Says by The Prodigy, uh, A Trip oh, to yeah. Trumpton. I don't know what any of those are. EDM and MDMA did not really make the jump over to America until uh, just after the uh, the turn of the millennium. If you want to know what the come down is going to look like, America, look at the UK now. Shivering in a blanket, watching old episodes of South Park, weeping Brexit into its soup. Just say no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Team UK, question number two is for you. In a decade full of mbops, achy breaky hearts, and mambos number five, some of the most annoying earwormy songs came not from the radio, but from the television. The 1990s was a decade for the catchiest commercial jingle, like uh, little girls lip-syncing for Pepsi, cats asking for Meow Mix, or, I shit you not, this real commercial where a random British man was forced to sing the name of digestive ailments. Team UK? The fuck? What product are they singing about? Georgia heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Yay! Five different stomach problems. Pink does more than you think. Okay. What product are they singing about? (laughs) Jesus, that <laughs> yeah. I do not. It sounded like a Doctor Who of sorts, was it? <laughs> the beep suggests that it's really rude. Maybe it's like a, some sort of cunt burger. <laughs> Diarrhea coming out of your cunt. <laughs> wow. And I know from previous episodes that you can say that word. Yes. <laughs> Had to find some place for it. Yeah, exactly. Throw it in. Throw it in. What product was being sung about right then? I have no. Do you know that, Steve? NyQuil. That's a thing they have over there, NyQuil. No. Incorrect. Team US? That's just for fun? Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol, of course. That's yeah. what I was thinking, too, yeah. yeah. The makers of that beacon of drugstore checkout shame that is the pink bottle of murky antacid were not satisfied with simply seeming like a holdover from nerve tonics. Um, they really wanted to get into the mix in the 90s with a catchy tune about all the ways you might shit yourself. Uh, <laughs> Team US, question number three is for Jesus. you. In 1998, a very special episode of Friends, entitled The One with Ross's Wedding, was filmed in London. Some very sharp observations about quaint British culture. Which of these things did not happen in the one where the gang go to merry old England? A. Joey buys a comically large Union Jack hat from a market stall outside the Houses of Parliament, manned by Virgin boss Richard Branson. Uh, B. They're establishing shots of a landing plane, Buckingham Palace, and Big Ben, all set to London calling by the clash. Uh, C. Chandler nearly gets run over by a red double-decker bus and says, Drive on the wrong side of the road much? Or D, Ross's mom talks about riding the tube and Ross's dad thinks she means sex, which did not happen. <laughs> In the one word, okay, I can married. like picture that giant hat on Joey. That feels real to me. Yeah, me too. And, and also I can imagine the, the, the double-decker bus yeah. on that guy. I think that I don't watch the show a lot. The but... tube feels like maybe a little too sexy for friends. Yeah, I think so too. Plus mom and the dad. Yeah. Oh, no, but they were characters, I think. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I think the tube. Yeah, let's go with the tube. The answer is C. Chandler did not nearly get hit by a double-decker bus. That would have been uh, a little, just a tiny bit too on the It day. feels so hard to perfect. Shoot too, it right? does yeah. feel so yeah. perfect. That's good writing right there. Uh, Joey did meet former royal Sarah Ferguson, uh, at the time the most famous Fergie in the world. That was a beautiful uh, moment in our history. And, of course, it's the episode where Chandler and Monica sleep together for the first time. Mm-hmm. Let's Ball. hear a clip of those guys on the Virgin, obviously, plane ride back oh, home. I get it.
Maybe it's best we never got to do it again. Yeah, it kind of makes that, that one night special. <laughs> you know, technically, we still are over international waters. Hey, is uh, the name of the show? They've <laughs> checked our show! Uh... They saw the future. All right, Team UK, question number four is for you. 1996 was the year that the BBC and American Network Fox teamed up in the first attempt to bring back the iconic series Doctor Who, which had been canceled in the UK back in 1989. The 96 pilot was not picked up to series, and instead it aired as a TV movie that featured celebrity sibling Paul McGann as the Doctor and celebrity sibling Eric Roberts as the villain The Master. Here's a clip of a thing that we, I guess, could call acting. I must find the Doctor. This body won't last long. The doctor's body. Don't we all, dear? We all need the doctor's body, don't we, dear? <laughs> don't we? So, yeah. uh, but Julia's brother Roberts was not the first choice of actors to play the latest incarnation of the Master. The studio initially tried to cast what space-centric British celebrity in that role? Holy sh- Tim Peake, <laughs> astronaut, famed, beloved astronaut Tim Peake. This, our questions do seem a lot, little bit harder. Yeah, I knew the Friends one. I knew that one inside <laughs> out. I, I knew the anyway. Sesame Street one as well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, and I've watched that bloody shit movie starring Paul McGann like about three times because my boyfriend's a fucking idiot who loves Doctor Who so much. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Make a guess. Space-centric. Zorro. You, <laughs> you might be in his studio right now. My, what, John from the from the control room? <laughs> no. Like space, Jesus. like physics, like physics space? Oh, right, it's David Bowie. Oh. When in doubt on this show, oh. guess oh. David Bowie. <laughs> Those worlds are so far apart in my life, I can't even begin to imagine that the shit world of Doctor Who would touch that universe. Amazing. Well, That's an amazing imagine. fact. It didn't, it didn't happen. Bowie. He was offered the part, but his management turned it down due to his tour schedule and probably uh, because the script sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, Bowie never did appear film. on Doctor Who, but in the 2009 special The Waters of Mars, he was paid tribute uh, in the form of a Mars exploration base called Bowie Base One. There's oh. a fun oh. fact for you. I met David Bowie in England. Tell me everything. I met David Bowie at, I I went to the Brits in 1995, Uh 1994, 95, Uh and I got to meet George Martin. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were getting drunk with Blur, Blur, remember Blur? And we were drinking with Blur, and then we heard that George Martin was there, so we went and attacked George Martin. We were like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you, George Martin, you're a hero. And he said, come visit my studio tomorrow, and I said, well, who's recording in your studio? And he said, I'm not supposed to tell you, but... He leaned over. I was really short. He's really tall. Uh, David Bowie. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. That's like one of my hugest heroes. And yeah. we got to go to the studio, and we got to meet David Bowie, and he was wearing a suit. And I think he thought I was foolish because I looked 12 years old, and I was wearing the shortest dress ever. Yeah. And I said I was there for the Brits. And he's like, oh, are you, darling? Or something like that. Yeah. How wow. was your flight? I was like, oh, it was great. I was like, I just wanted to ask him, tell me about the Bewley brothers. What does that mean? What yeah. is this? Is it? Yeah. yeah. But I didn't do that. Instead, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. That's insane. Uh, Team UK. What do you got? Have, have you met Bowie? Have you had any, any Bowie run-ins? I just live. I, just, I guess meeting Bowie is just one of the many benefits of being Lisa Loeb, because I, I have not been <laughs> privy to that. I mean, we I used to see it. David Bowie all of the time living in London. Yeah. He would be strolling past you on the streets. He would be in an open-topped car with a panther in the back seat. Yeah. Buying eggs <laughs> and Tesco. Um, yeah. You couldn't get rid of David Bowie. We were sick of the sight of him. To be honest, we're glad I, he's gone. I used to give him piggybacks oh, when he couldn't be bothered walking down Wardour Street in <laughs> Soho. 
the the best I've got is I once did drag with Richard Branson. Oh my gosh! How? Um, they were opening the first flight of like Virgin America, LA to Boston. I was in college there. Yeah. As part of like the drag show, the Hasty Pudding there. Yeah. And Richard Branson wanted to do a stunt with us. He was one of the sponsors of our show. Uh-huh. So he asked us to like bring an American flag dress for him to wear and like a wig. And I was one of like the two people who was available to go in the middle of the school day to do it. Yeah. And he like didn't have tights. So he was like, can I borrow your knickers? <laughs> and he like took them from me and never gave them back. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, he still has a pair. Of he shorts. still has a pair of my tights. Your tights. Oh. Wow, that's that's fantastic. You get points. There were no points up, but you get a couple of points. Why the fuck? At the end of that round, the scores are as follows: Team USA has nine points. UK's got six. Ooh. Boo! Not do so great in that round, gentlemen. Don't. What's the conversion rate? Like points to points? That's actually that's over international that's Yeah, that's a solid point. Uh, but thanks everyone for being here, and we'll be right back with our final round after this. You guys, it's Max Fun Drive time. Laura Swisher, it's Max Fun Drive time. It's the most maximum fun time of the year. Uh, There'll be scary ghost stories. And prizes. And prizes. And gifts. And yeah, and gifts at various levels. There's also going to be meetups. Meetups. Do you know about this? Uh, I've this year's Max Fun Meetup Day. It's going to be like last year's Meetup Day. Uh, it's a chance for listeners to connect with their fellow Max Fun fans around the world. This year, it's going to be on Tuesday, March twenty eighth, seven p.m. Whatever time zone you happen to be in. That's we're not going to make you get up at five in the morning if you're if you're in Australia and drag yourself to a local pub. That would be fun. Wait, so if I'm in New York, what time am I going? You're going at seven p.m. Seven. P- but I, now I'm in Los Angeles. What time? Seven p.m. Wow, that makes it easy. It really does. So just mark your calendar, 7 p.m., wherever you happen to be. All you got to do is check the list of meetups at MaximumFun.org slash meetups 2017. If your city isn't already listed, then that means it's up to you to put one together. Uh, email Elizabeth, uh, that's with an S, okay. E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H at MaximumFun.org. We will add it to the page. You can be a trailblazer. Uh, also, if you want to donate, we have got mad gifts for you. Laura Swisher, tell us about them. Uh, let's see. Well, if we are at the uh, five dollar member, which mm-hmm. is our, our our entry level, mm-hmm. um, we have exclusive bonus content. Yeah, we do bonus episodes of all of our shows. We do bonus episodes that only members will get to hear, yeah. and they're always fun. And you'll get to know a lot of times you'll get to know the hosts yeah. a little bit more intimately. They're relaxed. It's maximum fun after dark. Absolutely. Wait, what did you do for bonus content uh, well, for I mean, international waters? You're just gonna have to donate and find out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it's just five dollars. Yeah, what if you want to do ten? Well, if you spend ten dollars per month, you get a uh, exclusive enamel pin designed by Megan Lynn Cott. Uh-huh. And there's a design for every Max Fun show. So Ooh. whatever show you pick, you're going to get a a beautiful pin. And uh-huh. I've seen these pins, and they're amazing. There's one for Pop Rocket. Uh-huh. There's one for International Waters. International Waters one is just gorgeous. It is. I it mean, would complement any suit jacket or messenger bag. It would, and you know what? If you go to a Max FunCon uh, or Max Fun Meetup, that's how you can identify. Oh, it's like the hanky code. You could sol- you could kind of select for the people you want to talk to based on the pin they have. Like, yep. maybe you're not into Star Trek Next Generation, so avoid those pins, mm-hmm. or not. Actually, don't avoid anyone because everyone's delightful. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's cool. But if you want to like go super deep, then you can like look for the pin. Yeah. So that's ten dollars. I month. like that a lot. I like that a lot. So let's say I give it ten dollars. Yeah. I get that pin, 
But I also get the $5 a month. Yes, oh, yeah. You get I? the bonus content. So, and similarly, if you go up to like 35, if you go up to Absolutely. 100, whatever, you get all of the gifts Everything, that come before. The whole shebang. Okay. What is this keep in touch pack? The, the keep in touch pack. The, so this is uh, if you donate $20 per month, you'll get nine custom note cards plus mm. envelopes. What? There's three encouraging designs designed by Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. I know him. He's He'll JJ eat anything. <laughs> He'll eat anything. He's got Sonny that show. D. I thought that was the uh, yeah. Mikey. He'll eat anything. That was the life. No, that's commercial. life cereal. That's life cereal. I don't know the Sunny D. Oh, uh, Sunny the... D was just like they open up the fridge and it's like purple stuff, milk, whatever. Sunny D. It's, it's it's him. I don't think it's him. Brian... It's not Mikey oh. from Life because he died eating uh, pop rocks and oh. uh, drinking Coca Cola. I did not know that. Wow, yeah. you no, really brought a... this to a to a halt. It's that's an urban legend. But you know, uh, so anyways, we could let's let's move on. But uh-huh. you get three of these designs. They're designed uh-huh. by Sunny D, uh-huh. aka Brian Fernandez. There's a candle. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. There is I'm... a candle. Okay. There's a candle that that uh, smells faintly of pencil shavings, which is a hot smell. <laughs> it's a hot smell. If you're a, a creative type. It'll spur you into action. I have not ever thought that I needed a uh, a candle that smelled those pencil shavings, uh-huh. but now that I don't have it in my life, oh, you gotta get it. I need it. You better get it. If you join at the thirty five dollar a month level, what do you get? You get a pair of rocket engraved beer mugs. Oh, here's what you do: you put them in the fridge uh, when it's time to to have a cocktail at the end of the day. Boom, mm-hmm. frosty mug. Also, maybe bring uh, maybe bring someone home from the meetup, mm-hmm. and now you've got a mug for him or her. Oh, I love it! Mm-hmm. I love it. Cheers, Cheers to our new romance. Cheers to you. So that's the thirty-five dollars per month, and as we said, if you get that, you'll get the two beer mugs. Uh-huh. You'll get the uh, keep in touch kit, the uh-huh. pin, and all the exclusive bonus content. Okay, let's say you're a high roller. Let's yeah. say let's say you're a big shot. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to throw down two hundred dollars a month. What do you get? For $200 a month, you also get free registration for Max FunCon oh, 2018. So much fun. 2018? Yeah. 20... We're already thinking ahead? We're already thinking ahead. I love that. Yep. I love that. Okay. But then also you get you get the mugs. You get the candle that smells like mm-hmm. pencils. You get, uh, you get, you get the, the pin. pins. You get the exclusive content. You get the bragging rights. And all uh, the, yeah. Yeah. You get you it covered all. It. You covered it all. Done. Join. Let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back. And so we go to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried crazy hard, and I want you to know it's been as useless as thinking that a few sexual harassment lawsuits would stop Casey Affleck because the winner <laughs> of the final round will receive one million points. One million <laughs> points. So many points. It's too many points. It's how many points it's I a want. Lot of points. Can we buy, like, candy lipsticks and, like, ring pops and stuff with it? Absolutely. Whatever oh you want. Gosh, this this weird fucking flying saucer candy that's <laughs> full, of, full of little sugar death balls. Um, this round is called Kill Your Idols. In this game, we ask each team to prove their loyalty to their home nation by taking down something universally beloved from the opposing country. Okay? Destroy a sacred cow, win one million points, but lose the respect of the rest of the world. Team UK, because you're woefully behind, I'm going to have you go first. I'm putting two minutes on the clock. You're going to be taking down an institution we discussed a little earlier, the television sitcom Friends. A 21-year-old sitcom about six lovable New York caucasoids, Friends is still shown four times a day in the UK, while the Friends Fest Festival draws epic crowds of Brits who could not be more excited to meet the guy who played Gunther. Uh, But to win the point, Team UK, you must convince me that Friends just isn't as good as any comedy show that the UK has produced. Defend your country, win the million points. If you can name check Gimme, 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 all the better. Uh, (laughs) Let's hear it right now. Oh, boy. 
Well, Friends is relentlessly aspirational bullshit. I mean, no one can imagine owning an apartment in Manhattan or having more than one friend. In the UK, we have shows that are like about more like realistic characters, like Mr Bean, who has like learning difficulties and lives by himself. And they're not they're not even bothered about money. I mean, I mean, you can't expect me to laugh at people who aren't really poor. I can't laugh when I'm jealous. I mean, it's not. Basically, it's not funny when I get hit in the balls. I want to see other people get hit in the balls and laugh at them. I mean, I can laugh at the royal family because they my telly's bigger than theirs. I, I think it's a, it comes down to how relatable the characters are. They're not very relatable. The only relatable character in Friends is Gunther, the strange sex pest gremlin who works in a coffee shop and masturbates to pictures of Jennifer Aniston. So I. I love the expression <laughs> sex pest, and I want to bring it to the United States. <laughs> I just love it. I find it so adorable. It's it's for a terrible thing, but I find it just absolutely adorable. So Friends is uh, less good than uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yes? No. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, come on. That's Irish. <laughs> Don't, I'm, not, I'm not tarring myself with that now. I mean, I'm welcome. He's welcome to join me and my British team, but... Is, yes, on, no, it, it is It is trash. It is worse than Mrs. Brown's Boys. Mrs. Brown's Boys, I think, promotes, uh, you know, a, a wholesome view of, of Irish culture. <laughs> right. I, I'm also, fuck Smelly Cat. That joke just ran about for the life of the show. That's ten years of milking a smelly cat. I mean, British, British sitcoms can barely even establish a premise or a character before we abandon them. Ricky, J- yeah. Ricky Gervais, who you mentioned earlier, he ended The Office before he was forced to include any kind of character development that might force Ricky Gervais to play someone who isn't the character Ricky Gervais can play. There's more smelly cat than there is faulty towers or spaced. And I put it to you that that is not right. <laughs> Jesus, did you end on a fucking high note there? You really just got me stirred up inside, Team UK. I fucking hate smelly cat. And you didn't cat. even get to the fact that, like, there's no way they're Hootie and the Blowfish fans. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> they got all excited to go see Hootie. Oh, no, I can imagine that, yeah. yeah that's actually a sort of believable. I can't wait to see this show, Friends. I, I'm looking forward to catching up on this. Yeah, thing. sure. It's fun. It's fun. It holds up. Uh, Team US, uh, it has been a shit year for us. Things have been very, very dark. Now, I'm sorry to say it's about to get a whole lot worse for you because you have to take down the British musical institution that is Queen. Oh, God. Fronted by Freddie Mercury, responsible for such hits as Don't Stop Me Now and the Flash Gordon soundtrack and, and that, uh, that thing from Wayne's World. I want you to break free and tear Queen to shreds. Okay, well... You can also slag off the, the Queen if you like. Here's the thing queen about... might be easier than Queen. Queen. Uh, I think it's less a band and more a charity that teaches white people how to clap in rhythm. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I really... Do you like We Will Rock You or do you just like stomping? Uh... <laughs> I know they're bad because, like, straight guys are obsessed with it and, like, everything straight guys are obsessed with, like, Mountain Dew and, like, cargo shorts and, like, Buffalo Wild Wings is bad. Um, oh my Buffalo God. Wild Wings is great. Uh, my it's daughter, great when you're de- the next day it's not going to feel so great. No, it's not going to feel so great. My daughter often asks, why, why is he wearing those shorts and what happened to his shirt? Mm-hmm. True. Uh, can I just say that um, when, I was a, uh, when I was a kid being brought up in a pub that Bohemian jukeboxes were just coming into pubs and Bohemian Rhapsody was on the jukebox and to me as a little gay kid who didn't know who was surrounded by loads of jeering straight men that song gave me hope that they might that these this crowd of really rowdy straight men might actually one day accept me so 
Zip fuck. Don't come yeah. at me with Bohemian Rhapsody. That is famously what a DJ puts on, on when he has explosive oh, no. diarrhea. <laughs> it is so long. Everyone put it, it on it in the pub. It me to tears. Oh. There is so much Queen music that just feels like a gang of hockey fans are going to beat me up. Oh, I don't the... care what your 14-year-old is celebrating his soccer 14? Get to. over yourself. I was six. <laughs> uh, but basically, <laughs> basically but in those days, people just put it on because it was seven minutes and you put on what you could get for 10p. They didn't like the song. They just wanted value for money. But for me, it got me right. It got me, got me to second base with myself upstairs. Are you going to let Team UK steal your time? Sorry, like, sorry. I'm, I'm just... Oh, we did get too I also think there are... Freddie Mercury is a sexy man, and weirdly, their music is so sexless. Like, you're singing about a goddamn bicycle? Like, mm-hmm. I want music to ride a dick to, not to ride a bike to. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the, the, you the win. Queens, the kings, the queens of nonsense lyrics. Sorry. I, I, think it's, I, I, I think it's just an excuse for DJs to be mean to young children. Uh-huh. As a child, I used to call, when I was in third grade, I used to call radio stations to ask if they would play Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Uh-huh. And they said, well, do you have the record? And I said, yeah, I do. And they said, well, go listen to it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Why, were, why were DJs so passive aggressive? Your time is up. But why were DJs so passive aggressive? That's actually know. active aggressive. Yeah, That's that was just, just mean. mean. Yeah, that was That's mean. That's just nasty. Yeah. I was a child. Which DJ was this? It was in Dallas, Q102. I don't, I don't like know. it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. Okay, I'm telling the points. Oh, my God, this is a good one. This is a really good one. You've given me a lot to think about. But honestly, you mentioned diarrhea, and that's one too many diarrhea mentions for <sighs> one show. So, Team UK, you are the winners. Yes. Oh, my God. World for the next couple of weeks. Congratulations, gentlemen. We, I lost last time I was here. This is a real, real vindication for me as a person. I yeah. think Sex Pest yeah. won it for us. You've risen <laughs> like a phoenix from the ashes. Is it sex All thanks diarrhea? to diarrhea. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you prepared sex pests to diarrhea. I couldn't. I could I, I, I was lost for words. I'm such a huge Queen fan. I've been Freddie Mercury for Halloween multiple times. I bet you have. And I we listened to it on nonstop at our house. Yeah. Ever since I was, you know, born. Hmm. I, I, I love Queen. You put in a good effort. You really did. You put in a very good effort. And Team UK, I really believe that you didn't like Friends, and I, I find that actually kind of easy to believe. <laughs> yeah, we genuinely don't like Friends. It's like you, you put Lisa and Chris in a really tough position. You there. got an easy round two. We got an easy final yeah. round. So shit was unfair in your favor for once. Uh, now, before we finish, do you guys have anything you want to plug and then to offset the ego karma, something that someone else made that you think is great and you want to uh, recommend to our listeners? John Blythe, we'll start with you. Log. Well, log. Hello, me. Yeah, I basically, I, I, I'll let Steve plug the podcast. Oh, so I'm going to plug my main source of income, which is my pub, the King Billy Pub in Nottingham. So you must come there. We're dog I'm friendly, and we sell loads of booze that you like. Love you, it. you would be more than welcome, and I will let you lie on the floor while all the dogs clamber all over you. That is all I want out of a pub. That is legit <laughs> all I want out of a pub. Uh, something someone else made. Uh. Basically, one of the people who listens to our podcast regular features has just got a book out, and I'd like to plug that because, um, yeah, he's a good bloke, and he's just written a book called Duck Gets a Job, and it's a great kid's book about maybe following your dreams. Duck Gets a Job. Duck Gets a Job. By Sonny Ross. Very cute. I like it. It's adorable. Steve Hogarty. Well, I'm going to plug the regular features podcast. (laughs) Hey! Good Uh, one, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lug. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's a podcast that is so puerile that even Audible won't sponsor us. They said it's uh, inappropriate content. Um, so please go and listen to that. It's uh, unprofessional and good, I'd like Great. to say. Something someone else made. Um, another podcast I'm listening Self-centered to. Self-centered dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend of International Waters, Sarah Morgan's podcast, The Fear, I've been really enjoying. 
Um, she interviews uh, celebrities and actors about things that they're afraid of. And it turns out people are afraid of really rubbish things. And weirdly, I was on that. This is a proper promotional Ouroboros. <laughs> <laughs> and we are actually all masturbating one another at the moment. Oh, um, my Steve. You can't see that. Get but <laughs> anus out of my mouth. <laughs> Thank you. What, so what are you guys afraid of? Ketchup. Um, misfired communication that makes you rewind five minutes and have to reassess everything you've said because you realise it's been, been perceived wrongly. Yeah, but ketchup uh-huh. is pretty scary too. Fuck you, Steve. Ketchup is nothing. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Chris, what you got? Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Run or search Chris Schleicher. I'm the most popular of my name. Great. Uh, new episodes of The Mindy Project are airing uh, on Hulu. Uh-huh. And something I didn't make, uh, I've been watching the Australian show Please Like Me, oh, also on Hulu, and I think season four recently dropped, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Check it out. A beautiful show. Lisa Loeb. Hello, Lisa Loeb. I can't <laughs> wait to watch the new Mindy Project, by the way. Um, I have a new record out called Feel What You Feel, which actually does have bread or toast on the cover. It's a feelings chart oh. with faces on bread. It's called Feel What You Feel. features Craig Robinson, who you might know personally, as well as his work from The Office. Uh-huh. Um, he sings It's All Right to Cry. From Free to Be You and Me. With me, we do a duet and a disco funk jam called Feel What You Feel. Mm -hmm. And it's exclusively available on Amazon. You can only get it. You can listen to it for free streaming on Amazon or buy a CD or come to one of my shows. Excellent. You can find out about my shows on lisaloeb.com. Beautiful. And something somebody else has done, I love working with uh, another artist named Renee Stahl, Mm -hmm. S-T-A-H-L. She has a record out called Renee Stahl and Friends. It's called Simpatico. I say simpatico, but oh, she says simpatico. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a really great collection. Again, it's, it's family music, sort of kids' music, but actually more family music. It's for everyone. Like my record, Feel What You Feel. Uh-huh. And it's really cool. Great. Are you yeah. touring in the UK at all? I would like to come to the UK. I need to find a good pub to play in. Um, well, oh, my gosh. Can I get tackled by dogs, too? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I need to come back to England and play. That would be good. I would like to do that. We're making that shit happen. So tweet me. Let me know where to go. We're making at it happen. Lisa Loeb. We're making yep. it happen today. Uh, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm on Twitter at Dave Holmes. Uh, my book, Party of One, is coming out in paperback in a few months. But if you want to splash out for the hardcover, you can get it in stores now. And the thing that I am loving that somebody else made is the new album by Thundercat. It's called Drunk, and it oh. is. I'm obsessed with it. It's, mm. it's, it's great and fun, and it feels like 1976, but also the future at the same time. Ooh, it's I'll gorgeous. Check it out. All right. Lisa Loeb, Chris Schleicher, John Blythe, Steve Hogarty, thank you for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. You have been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Lisa Loeb, Chris Schleicher, John Blythe, Steve Hogarty. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. Thank you also to Zoe Z. Nov. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And Coastal Satire for the five-star reviews on iTunes. You're generous, and it feels so good to leave a five-star review of our show on iTunes, and it helps us get the word out to listeners. So do it if you haven't already. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Sarah Morgan and Riley Silverman. And our producers are Christian Duenas, Jennifer Marmer, and Laura Swisher. Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
listener supported.